This is the Notorious Bakersfield Podcast. I'm Robert Peterson, the host and creator of this podcast that takes a look back at some of Bakersfield's most notorious crimes, events, and characters. This Notorious Bakersfield story will be unusual. I don't typically cover recent events. I enjoy researching stories that happen before the internet. There are several different reasons for this that I won't get into. But for this episode, I'm breaking with that tradition. For this story, I'm covering a double homicide that happened in April 2016. This story contains disturbing content the explicit and graphic details may be deeply unsettling for some listeners. On the morning of April 30th, 2016, in Scotland, Sonia Connell woke up to an odd text message. Her nephew, Derek Connell, here in Bakersfield, sent a text message that read, Mom's dead. Sonia replied to this with a simple question mark. Derek responded by repeating, Mom is dead. Sonia texted him back, What do you mean, Derek? You're scaring me. Derek responded to this message with, Mom and Chris are dead. Chris was Derek's stepfather. Sonia had just woken up to these text messages. She was still groggy. Her mind was racing. She was trying to make sense of these text messages while at the same time trying to calculate the time difference between Scotland and California. She figured it would have been about one o'clock in the morning here in Bakersfield. Her next text message asked Derek to call her. He didn't, so Sonia called Derek's phone. He didn't answer. She frantically sent him several more text messages. No response. Using FaceTime, Sonia called her sister's phone, Derek's mother. To Sonia's surprise, Derek's face appeared on the screen. He looked spaced out. Sonia asked him what was going on. With a haunting calmness, Derek uttered these chilling words, they're dead. He then rotated the phone to show his aunt what he was talking about. He showed Sonia the crime scene, showed her the dead bodies of his mother, Kim Higginbotham, and his stepfather, Chris Higginbotham. This is Lies and Murder on Lilypad Court. Derek Connell was born in 1986 in South Lancashire, Scotland. His single mother, Kim, worked as a secretary. When Derek was about six or seven years old, fate intervened. His mother met Chris Higginbotham, an American serving in the United States Navy, stationed in Scotland. Kim and Chris fell in love, and a new chapter in their lives began. Chris eventually returned to the United States, leaving the Navy behind. But fueled by love, Kim decided to follow him 
taking her young son Derek with her. They settled in Bakersfield in 1995, embracing a new life on Lily Pad Court in Northwest Bakersfield. It was on Lily Pad Court that Kim and Chris raised Derek. Kim had dreams and goals of becoming a teacher. She pursued those dreams by going back to college and earning her teaching credential. She began teaching at Princeton Street Elementary School in Delano, where she became a well-respected kindergarten teacher. Derek attended Centennial High School for his freshman and sophomore years, later transferring to Bakersfield Christian High School for his junior year. Derek's high school career took an unexpected turn when he decided to get his GED instead of completing high school. In 2004, Derek joined the Army. He served as an infantryman for three and a half years, having deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan. Unfortunately, Derek's time in the military was marred by episodes related to alcohol, ultimately resulting in a less than honorable discharge. Returning home from the Army, Derek found himself at a crossroads, but fate intervened once again when he met a man in an airport who offered him a job in the oil fields of Texas. Seeing this as an opportunity for a fresh start, Derek jumped at the chance. Derek worked in the oil fields, moving between various locations in Texas. Eventually, he was transferred to Colorado. After almost 10 years of working for this company, Derek suddenly found himself unemployed in February 2016. With uncertainty looming over him, Derek made the decision to return to Bakersfield, moving back into his childhood home on Lilypad Court. He sought the support of his mother and stepfather. However, the history of Derek's struggles with alcohol would soon strain their relationship. Throughout his adult life, Derek faced numerous run-ins with authorities, both during his military service and as a civilian. Alcohol was a recurring issue leading to his discharge from the Army, and over 10 alcohol-related arrests, including DUI charges in California, Colorado, and Texas. Oh, the reason he lost his job? He was fired when he was sentenced to nine months in jail for a DUI charge in Colorado. This constant battle with alcohol became a contentious point between Derek and his family, especially his mother, who often had to come to his aid. Derek and his mother frequently found themselves locked in heated arguments about his drinking. Authorities first learned that there was a problem on Lilypad Court when the Bakersfield Police Department received a 911 call. Sonia Connell, Kim Higginbotham's sister, called all the way from Scotland. Sonia's voice trembled as she relayed the unsettling details of the phone calls and text messages she had been exchanging with her nephew, Derek Connell. Here's the recording of that 911 call. I edited out the personal details that were in the recording. Bakersfield Police. Oh, hi there. 
um, I'm phoning from Scotland. I had a really strange message from my nephew. Mm -hmm. um, he said that his mom and her husband, my brother-in-law, are dead. Um, and I've just spoken to him on um, FaceTime, and he's shown me pictures of they're lying there with pools of blood around. So please hurry, I don't know what's happening. He's not making any sense. How old is your nephew? <laughs> my nephew's 29.
what happened? And he said, I, I don't know, I was out and I came back and uh, two hours ago and I was like, two hours ago, have you not phoned the police? And he said, no, um, I was like, phone the police now. Okay, okay. Like, are, they de- are they dead? Have you checked the pulse? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Oh, is there someone going now? Yeah, they're, 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 they're just, you know, making their game plan before they get in there, okay? They don't okay. want to take, you know what I mean? I don't know if he's got a gun. I don't know if it's him. I, I, said, did you, did, I said to him, did you, did you do it? Okay. And, and he went, no. What is your sister's name? Kim Higginbotham. And, and it's her husband? Is it? Is that your nephew's father or is that just a, her husband? No, it's, he's, he's not his father. He's, he's not his birth father, but he's been together for, since he was five. Um, and what's his name? What's the husband's name? It's Chris. Chris Higginbotham. Okay. It's okay, Sonia. Sonia's partner. Can I, is there any other information I can give? And how, old is, how old is Chris? Chris is 48 or 49. We're not sure. 49. Okay. All right. All right. I understand that she's very upset. And um, like I said, we're. Uh, I was telling her we have officers all around the area, but they're making a game plan, okay? Because we don't know what's going on inside of that home. No. If there is something. No, we so don't know we, either. You know what I mean? They don't want to. They don't want to just. Uh, uh, rush in without making sure that everything is uh, accounted for before they go in. Okay, is there anything else that, that um, maybe you know that, that we need to know before we get in there? Do, are there firearms in the home? Are there firearms in the home, honey? Yes. Chris had, Chris had them all locked away. A very secure person, as far as we know. Okay, okay. Okay, all right. And, um... Did you also see the FaceTime video? Did you see it or did you I didn't see the video? Sorry, I, I just arrived. Okay, all right. Okay, like I, like I was telling her, you know, we, we have uh, we have officers there. We're, we're, you know, making a game plan to get in there. Okay. Five BPD units were dispatched to the Lilypad Court address. Officers parked on adjoining streets and walked to the house. They observed the patio and interior lights of the house on. They heard noises coming from the garage. Then suddenly the porch light flickered off. Unexpectedly, the closed garage door began to rise and an SUV backed out onto the driveway. Officers drew their weapons and ordered Derek, the sole occupant of the SUV, to stop and exit the vehicle. Derek did as he was told. Police searched Derek. He smelled of alcohol and was unsteady on his feet. He had bleach stains on his pants and what appeared to be dried blood on his fingernails. Then, while police were searching the SUV, Derek told an officer that his parents were dead inside the house, both shot to death. Four officers entered the home through the garage. Inside, they first discovered Chris Higginbotham's body in the living room. Then they discovered Kim's body in the hallway, just outside the bathroom. It appeared somebody attempted to clean the crime scene. Bleach and a powdered cleaning agent like Comet were poured on and around Chris's body. 
Inside the cargo area of the SUV were empty bottles of bleach. Questioning why they were in the vehicle, Derek told officers he was taking them to be recycled. When asked what happened, Derek told police he came home and found his mom and stepfather dead. As this investigation unfolded, this later proved to be the first of many lies Derek Connell told police. While officers took Derek to the police station, detectives and technicians processed the crime scene. There were no signs of a forced entry. There was no broken glass in the house and no signs of a struggle such as overturned furniture. Six 38 caliber shell casings were found in various locations of the home. In Derek's bedroom, on his bed, was a shirt with what appeared to be bloodstains on it. In the master bedroom, investigators found a stockpile of weapons. A 38 Special was located in one nightstand, while a 48 caliber pistol was found in the other nightstand. A loaded rifle was propped up against a wall in a corner. Multiple other weapons were discovered under the bed and closet of the master bedroom. A total of 14 firearms were removed from the Higginbotham home to be tested to determine if any were the murder weapon. While Kim Higginbotham's body appeared to not have been disturbed after she died, Chris Higginbotham's body was. His head was wrapped in a blood-soaked kitchen towel. And like I mentioned earlier, it looked like someone tried cleaning his body with bleach in a powdery cleaning product. A large amount of cash was found in a safe in the home. Something else investigators discovered. $42 in cash was found in the toilet of the hall bathroom in the water just sitting there. Looked like somebody was going to flush it down the toilet. Police had a lot of questions for Derek Connell. The problem for detectives was figuring out what was going to be true and what were lies. Initially, Derek told investigators he came home and found his parents dead. When asked what he thought happened, Derek said his stepfather had a gambling problem and was known to be in debt to a bookie. Derek even gave police the name of this bookie. Derek told investigators a tale about driving to Las Vegas to meet a friend. Then halfway there, he decided to turn around and go back to Bakersfield and when he got home to Lilypad Court, that's when he found his parents' bodies. Detectives told Derek they'd be able to verify this by checking the data from his cell phone. This was 6 o'clock in the morning, less than five hours after being taken into custody. Derek still smelled of alcohol. He was still showing signs of inebriation. The next day, detectives questioned Derek once more, and Derek changed his story. He admitted he lied, but this time he wanted to tell the truth. In this new version of events, Derek claimed he was in his bedroom taking a nap, and the next thing he remembered, he was sitting in the back of a police car. 
The detectives asked Derek if anyone broke into the house. Derek said no. It was only him, his mom, and stepdad in the house. When the detective asked again if he killed his parents, Derek responded, he must have. It was just him in the house. Asked what he believed he had done, Derek replied, quote, I believe I, I killed my parents. He said he honestly couldn't remember how he did it. Regarding the $42 cash discovered in the toilet, Derek was unable to provide any explanation. Curiously, even the authorities were unable to shed light on this mystery. Oh, investigators did check out Derek's claim about his stepfather being in debt to a bookie. It turns out the person Derek named as Chris Higginbotham's bookie was actually Derek's bookie. On a shocking double murder out of the northwest Bakersfield over the weekend, the man suspected of murdering his mother and stepfather now sitting behind bars. 23ABC's Alicia Patillo has more on why police are asking and saying now the victim's son they believe is the killer. Alicia. The bodies of Christopher and Kim Higginbotham were found inside of this home Saturday night. Today, many can't seem to understand why their son may have pulled the trigger. Christopher and Kim Higginbotham were tragically gunned down in their own home in April 2016. The trial for their homicides did not begin until January 2020, nearly four years later. Derek Connell, the stepson of Chris and the son of Kim, found himself as the lone suspect and defendant in this crime. At trial, a forensics expert determined that the murder weapon, a 38 Special, was the only firearm in the house used in the crime. It had been discovered by crime scene investigators in one of the nightstands in the master bedroom. Not surprisingly, Derek's account of the events changed again during the trial. He chose to testify in his own defense and claimed that the violence that unfolded on the night his parents died was a result of him disclosing a deeply distressing secret to his mother. According to Derek, he revealed that his stepfather had sexually abused him throughout his teenage years, which greatly upset Kim and led to a heated argument between her and his stepfather. Kim even threatened divorce. Derek informed the court that Chris, his stepfather, shot his mother during this argument. In a desperate struggle, Derek managed to disarm Chris and use the gun to retaliate by shooting Chris Higginbotham. Derek admitted to killing his stepfather, but maintained it was an act of self-defense in response to Chris killing his mother. To establish Derek Connell's pattern of dishonesty, the prosecution presented evidence of his previous lies to detectives. Additionally, the district attorney called witnesses who testified about Chris Higginbotham's character. These witnesses attested that Chris had always acted as Derek's protector, despite occasionally expressing frustration with Derek's drinking. They also highlighted how Chris and Kim had consistently supported Derek financially and legally whenever he faced trouble with the law. 
Following a month-long trial, Derek Connell was ultimately found guilty and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Derek Connell appealed his sentence. The California Court of Appeals did decide that the trial judge here in Kern County made an error. He was brought back to Kern County Superior Court for resentencing. At this recording, June of 2023, Derek Connell is serving a life without parole sentence in Pleasant Valley State Prison. Resources used for this story, the Bakersfield Californian, KGT News, KERO News, The Daily Record, and Caselaw.com, People vs. Connell. This is Robert Peterson. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. I'll be back next week with another Notorious Bakersfield story. Until then, stay safe, stay out of trouble. Don't become a future episode of the Notorious Bakersfield podcast. See you back here next week.